This is the Unstoppable Authors Podcast with world-building warrior Angeline Trevina, planning and productivity powerhouse Holly Line, and formatting fireball Julia Scott. Every week we bring you discussions on the craft of writing, author life and business, and interviews with some of the industry's most unstoppable authors. A writer's life doesn't have to be solitary. We're here to bust that myth, support you on your journey, and encourage you to be unstoppable. Welcome to episode 105 of the Unstoppable Authors podcast. Today we're talking all about looking after your own well-being while you're writing. First, let's get into our personal updates. So uh, I had my final meeting with my VA this week to wrap things up, uh, which was kind of sad. I'm really going to miss her, Uh, but I am not taking on her work. (laughs) I'm just letting things go idle for a couple of months. So um, I'm still going to be doing my Patreon and my newsletter, but I think I'm going to drop that to once a month. And I just have a couple of book funnel promos that I have to share before I can drop that down um but yeah I haven't actually been writing uh I have not had time because we are packing up our entire house um and in fact the next time I record I will not be in my own home um yeah I'm just um really looking forward to getting the move over and done with um I've also had to practice daily for this gig that I'm doing on Friday which is fine and I'm not at all nauseous about um and yeah I look forward to that being over um but something interesting happened the other night I was reading and I got a few little sparks of inspiration for the nightmare project which I must stop calling that I need to give it a (laughs) name that doesn't make me want to cry um but this is the book that I stopped writing at the end of last year people may remember me referring to it frequently um it might have been early this year Uh, But I was all burned out in a mess and had to walk away from it. I couldn't figure out what I was doing with it. So I set it aside to work on other things. But a little while later, I realized what I needed to do with it. But I was busy with other projects, so I left it shelved. But I was happy that I knew what I needed to do with it just later. Well, I hadn't thought about it in ages. And I was surprised to find my thoughts flickering over to it. And I wouldn't say it was like solid inspiration, no like plot ideas or anything, but it was very much like tiny sparks from a fire kind of fluttering through my mind and then disappearing again. But it was definitely a sign of interest in returning to it. So I'm taking that as a good sign. Yeah, that is a good sign. Yep. So uh, every year I aim to put my business to sleep for August And I try to schedule everything in the rest of the year to avoid big things happening that month. And every year I seem to get it totally wrong. And surprise, this year is no different. So I actually have two book releases this summer too. I honestly don't know what I was thinking though. So basically my August is just going to be absolutely insane. And on top of that, I won't even be at home to do it so because finally finally I get to take my boys to my parents for the summer and I haven't actually seen any of my family for almost two years because of pandemic restrictions 
So this is pretty damn huge for me. So yeah, of of course, the sensible plan was to coincide that with two two book releases. Well done. <laughs> it's going to be a busy summer for you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, I've already had my busy summer, really. Um, I had a super busy July with a thousand family birthdays, um, as well as a new member joining our family. Had a, a new nephew born. Yay. Yeah. <laughs> and the Oxford meetup that I organised happened, which was awesome. Um, so now I'm finally settling down to get some actual writing done because I haven't done any recently. I'm close to wrapping up the plotting for the third and final book in the Mirror Souls trilogy, which means that I'll be able to carry on writing it with some sense of direction. Um, as much as I thought I was a pantser or a discovery writer, as we prefer to call it, I find things go so much smoother for my writing when I've at least got a loose plot sorted out in my head. And of course, this book needs to wrap up the trilogy and answer everyone's burning questions. You know, no pressure or anything. Um, when I'm struggling to focus on writing that, I switch to my nonfiction project, which is the book formatting formula. And that's going pretty well, even though writing nonfiction is an entirely different beast compared to fiction. Uh, that all sounds really productive, doesn't it? But in reality, I'll be attempting to balance writing with my kids being off school for the summer and making sure I spend quality time with them. Again, no pressure. <laughs> the eternal struggle. Absolutely. Mm. <laughs> and we're going to sort of talk a bit about that today, uh, given our topic. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Now then, we have a new segment. Um, we are going to be holding each other accountable by setting goals each month and checking in to see how we each got on. Uh-oh. So, <laughs> <laughs> what will you each be aiming to accomplish in August? Um so a lot more than I, I was hoping that I would be doing. <laughs> so yeah, two two book releases. So that's um, Steadyard under my name and the first book under my pen name. And literally, like, all my goal is, is to just get through those two releases. I don't, I don't care how well they go. <laughs> I just want to survive. They'll it. go great. You've got this. You've got this. I believe in you. Yeah. Oh, at least someone does. <laughs> <laughs> we do. Yeah. And uh, hopefully it goes really well for you. Mm. Um, as for me, I would love, 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 love to finish the first draft of book three in August. <laughs> if I can get some days to myself where I do nothing but focus on writing, pretty sure I'll be able to achieve that. Um, but yeah, no, I'm not going to add any more to that because that's already a, a huge goal in itself. Mm-hmm. Mm. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I'm taking time off to move house temporarily and then I'm knuckling down to write some more of Felix. I don't want to put a specific word count on it as I really don't know what I'm going to be able to do while I'm away from home. Uh, But I have decided to commit to doing word generating activities five days a week, aside from my week week off, that is. Uh, So that includes planning and world building and character development and the actual drafting so that's a really good idea to do it that way Mm. yeah I haven't even set up a word count tracker in my bullet journal for the first time in like a year so what (laughs) I know (laughs) slacking off (laughs) right so let's move on to our question of the week last week I asked you why did you choose the publishing route you're using and we got loads of great responses and a recurring theme so see if you can spot it 
So in our Facebook group, Meg said that the Indie route aligned with her values and goals. She wanted creative control and financial stability. She said that the that Indie was the only answer and it continues to be for her. And I love that. Rick also likes the control of being Indie and the freedom to write outside the mainstream genres. Matthew wanted to release books on his own schedule, not the generally slower trad pub timeline. He also mentioned what an amazing community us indies have. I totally agree. Mm-hmm. Um, Ritu also loves having creative control and loves the community too. Over on Instagram, I thought Estelle's comment was really important. So she said it has always been and still is her dream to be traditionally published but she just had a gut feeling that her fantasy series was better off self-published. Through being an indie author, she's learned so much about the industry that she hopes puts her in a better position to keep going after that traditional contract, which I think is absolutely right and a fantastic point to make because it's not just a choice of one or the other and stick for life. You can make the decision per book and switch back and forth. Mary is choosing to pursue traditional publishing because she wants a team of people to help her and doesn't want to front all the cost. Again, a really good point because indie authoring, it it just isn't for everyone. And it's so good that we can make these decisions. And it's so important to be informed when we do. There were lots of people deciding on their route because of their life situations, be that their age or disability, the genre they write in or financial reasons. And it's so important to make the right choice for you and your situation. And of course, there were lots more mentions of people liking having the control in the indie route, which is something I totally empathise with. And I spotted the theme. (laughs) (laughs) I think I spotted it too. (laughs) This week, we want to know what self-care activity have you most recently discovered And how has it helped you? So no new patrons this week, but a huge thank you to all of our current patrons. Uh, We really, really appreciate the support. Patrons get early access to episodes, exclusive behind the scenes access to our off-air banter, as well as the warm, fuzzy feeling of supporting the podcast. We have new merch coming soon and patrons will be the first to get to see that. If you'd like to support the show, you can do so for just £3 a month at patreon.com forward slash unstoppable authors. You can also follow us for free and see our public updates there. Patreon automatically emails posts to followers so you will never miss a thing. And it would be really great if you could take a moment to share this episode on social media, grab a screenshot, share it directly from your podcast platform, or even take a selfie with it. Just remember to tag us so that we can share it too. It really does mean so much to hear from our listeners and to know that you enjoy the show. All right, so we're going to get into our main topic now, self-care. So self-care has become quite the buzzword over the past few years. And in a culture which has always seemed to praise productivity over everything else, this can only be a good thing. As fun as writing can be, and yes, it's supposed to be fun, it can also take a toll on your well-being, much like anything else we take on day to day. If we don't take care of ourselves, we're left open to burnout and poor health, or even just an overall lowered quality of life. Today, we're going to talk about ways in which writers can practice self-care with tips from our own experiences on how to look after your physical, mental and creative well-being. Yeah, so let's kick off physically, looking after yourself physically. And that 
start can start with your desk setup. So make sure you've got a proper chair, um, make sure it's the right height, make sure your screen is the right height. Thing, things like, um, Holly has these, I know, the gel wrist rests. <laughs> Holly has them for, you have a keyboard one and a mouse one, don't you? I do. As yep. followers of my Instagram will see daily. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it's just making sure you've got a nice comfortable desk set up and you're just looking after yourself physically. I'm, actu- I'm actually looking at some very expensive desk chairs because I do get a bit of bum ache on mine. Yeah. <laughs> My chair's rubbish. <laughs> you can also get like standing desks and oh, yeah. move up and down as well. I want one. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, want, I want one of those desks that moves up and down to be standing or sitting, but also I, I love my reproduction <laughs> twin pedestal leather top desk yeah maybe i'll just have to have two desks one day i can't imagine working standing up either no i don't think it's for me but um yeah you can get like treadmill desks as well mm. so you can actually be working out while you work which oh. um i don't know how i feel about that like you know i know exactly how i feel about that. <laughs> i don't want to do that thank you but it's you know writing can be very sedentary so i i get the the idea i get why some people might want to do that um but i don't know if in the long term that's the best thing physically or mentally i think i'd struggle to focus Mm. on on the task at hand if i was trying to walk as well because that's obviously another process (laughs) your brain has to be obviously maybe i'm just simple-minded i don't know (laughs) with walking and doing something else (laughs) Can you walk and chew gum at the same time? I don't chew gum, actually. (laughs) So, yeah, if any of our listeners have standing desks or walking desks or even cycling desks, I've seen them as well, Mm. on an exercise bike, you know, stationary one. It's not like cycling down the street. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, get get in touch with us via social media and tell us how you find it. so beyond your desk, think also about your wider work environment. So the room you're working in, do you need it to be nice and quiet? Is it nice and quiet? Is it cool? Is it too hot? Have you got enough lighting? My my desk is in a really dark corner in my bedroom and it's really bad. I'm constantly buying new lamps. I have about like five lamps over here now. <laughs> <laughs> but there you go. Um, and take breaks. It's get up from your chair every every once in a while and move and stretch. <laughs> this mm. is really important for me. I I do like I tend to do like twenty minute writing sprints and then I get up and potter around the house for a bit. It's meant to be five minutes, but it's often longer <laughs> <laughs> and includes coffee. <laughs> it often does, which is downstairs. So you know, I'm getting the exercise of going up and downstairs. Absolutely. <laughs> And talking of exercise, remember to exercise, not necessarily when you're writing, although you might, but yeah, exercise. It's yeah. good for us all. And it, stay hydrated, please. It has to be said, <laughs> having scoffed at the writing, you know, the desk, treadmill desk thing, um, I wrote, I, I planned in my head most of my second book while I was running on the treadmill at the gym. I would be thinking about... Mm what needed to happen next in the book so doing that that 
I don't, that seems like a good idea to me because I've done it. So yeah. Um, yeah. Go, go to the gym, plot an entire book. Awesome. <laughs> Do it. And yes. worth the money then. <laughs> yeah. And, and stay hydrated. Just keep drinking water. Um, and don't forget to eat. Like when you're right in the middle of something and you're in the zone, I like I think about food all the time. Food <laughs> is my life, but I if I'm working really hard, I can get to like 5 p.m. and realize I haven't eaten all day. So do please do eat. Um and know your body, stop if it starts hurting. <laughs> um i i have two uh hand injuries from previous jobs um where i've been working on computer for hours and hours each day and i am so worried about ending up with like full-on rsi or arthritis in my hands mm. um my my mum has arthritis in her hands she used to be a typist um that as soon as my hands start hurting, I know to stop. And that's a really strict rule I have with myself because my hands are quite precious to mm. me as a writer. So yeah. yeah, make sure you, and most of us, especially when we get to a certain age, have got um, injury aches and pains that we have. So don't try and push through it. Mm. And <laughs> if you do want to protect your long-term wrist health consider dictation because yeah I know quite a few writers with like RSI who have had to start yeah. dictating um so yeah it is always an option um another important point for looking after yourself physically is please sleep <laughs> sleep is so important and it's always one of the first things that we go when when we're up against the deadline we all say it and joke about it don't we oh can i just not sleep who needs sleep you know mm, pull an we all night say it. <laughs> um i remember when i was at university and um it was the first time i had ever come across pro plus for anyone who doesn't know pro plus is a caffeine tablet and i knew i actually knew somebody who stayed up just gobbling pro plus for uh three days straight to finish their dissertation and mm. when i saw them at the end when they handed their dissertation in before they had got any sleep honestly they looked horrendous sleep is so important for our bodies and our minds please don't skip sleep <laughs> um and get to know your chronotype and try to work with it rather than against it. Not all of us are capable of joining the 5am club that I'm in. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's true. You know, some of us are crazy morning people like me. You know, the kind of people other people want to thump in the morning. Because <laughs> I, I do. I jump out of bed at 5am and I'm full of sunshine. <laughs> yeah, Angeline had breakfast without the rest of us um, while we were in Oxford because she refused to wait till half past eight in the morning because it was far too late to be eating for her. Um, yes. But I found out about the chronotype thing recently. That's the bear, wolf, mm -hmm. lion, dolphin thing, right? Yeah. Um, another another way to classify people and to give yourself a label. But it was fascinating to find out 
that, that there are different people and and having a routine a different routine for those different types of people works so much better and can yeah. boost your productivity and your well-being yeah it really made a huge difference for me when I I discovered it in I think March which are year. you wolf oh I'm a bear uh-huh. <laughs> I'm gonna hibernate all winter thank you very much <laughs> oh I wish we could <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So it really does make a difference. And, you know, it, it goes either way. If you've been trying to write at night and are just knackered and can't do it, and it turns out you are, you know, your chronotype is the early morning one, then get up early instead. You, you know, like find the routine that is going to work for your chronotype and your life situation. Mm-hmm. Okay. So um, we're going to move on to talk about some summer specific needs. Um, although the heat wave seems to be over now here in oh, the no, UK. Apparently that another one's coming. Oh, there's another one coming. Okay, I've brilliant. Told, so, <laughs> sorry. That's No, that's great. So this advice is still going to be uh, useful for the next month or so. Mm-hmm. So um, first of all, make sure you are getting your vitamin D level up. Uh, make sure you are getting out in the sunshine. Um it's so so important for your immune system it literally can't function without adequate vitamin d and most people in this part of the world are vitamin d deficient so um yeah and obviously that's important for several reasons at the moment um but if there is a heat wave where you are make sure you are staying cool and don't stay out in the sun too long um now in this country we don't have air conditioning uh which um (laughs) seems to come as a shock to people in other parts of the world uh but yeah it's true uh our houses are actually built to insulate um because we're traditionally a a reasonably cold country um so our our houses are built of brick (laughs) and uh you know have loads of padding in the roof to keep the heat in so our houses get really really hot (laughs) so um there are options uh, open windows use fans i have a magnificent fan that stands right behind my desk now um but it's a good idea to cover windows that get direct sunlight so that it, it doesn't get too hot with the sun streaming in especially during the day um so one good tip i heard recently was to actually keep windows closed and covered during the day and open them at night and that helps to circulate the air so again, stay hydrated. We cannot say this too much. Heat stroke is not fun, as both of you can attest. From yep. Um, <laughs> both so Angelina and Julia got ill while we were in Oxford because of the heat. So um, yeah, drink, drink, drink. Um, preferably not strong caffeinated beverages, but water or water. <laughs> squash or whatever is your um, hydration of choice. Um, Also, please be mindful that certain medications such as antidepressants can make you more sensitive to sunlight and heat. So make sure to speak to your health provider if you have any concerns about that. Very important. I came across that recently on Instagram and I didn't know. Mm. Yeah. Um, And a lot of people who are on medications like that, and I'm sure there's other medications, don't realise that either. Mm. Yeah. So looking after yourself mentally so that it's really important to have a dedicated workspace, but you know, it's understandable that not everyone can have this. Um, And in fact, some people may not want it. They may may find it easier to write in different places in the house or or wherever. So you've got other options if you don't have, 
you know your own office room to have there are coffee shops to go work go to co-working spaces I know that Angeline goes to one now which I you do. find beneficial I do yeah because there's no Netflix there <laughs> exactly <laughs> um you've got libraries which are obviously free um you know coffee shops can end up costing a bit I should imagine (laughs) (laughs) especially when you're like me (laughs) yes and it's also really helpful to get into a work mode routine so um people talk a lot about having a routine to get into before you start writing or before you start working on whatever it is your project is um it could be as simple as getting dressed in a certain type of outfit or some people even put like shoes on because that makes them into a, a work mm. mindset. Um, having a mug that is specifically for work or, you know, some people light a candle, but please be careful because fire is dangerous and <laughs> um, that kind of thing. So, yeah, get yourself into a routine where you're switched on and you know that, you know, your brain gets all the signals to say it's time to write, it's time to work that can really help your mindset uh we also don't eat lunch at your desk always take a decent lunch break holly i'm so guilty of doing that (laughs) me too actually um it's not good for stress levels no no. it's not so even if you're um not actually working while you're eating lunch you might have um youtube on or be watching netflix while you're eating lunch if you're at your desk you stay in that mind work set and you don't you don't take the break as much mm-hmm. as you would if you went elsewhere. Mm-hmm. So that's definitely a helpful suggestion. Create the atmosphere you need. So some people love to write in complete silence. Sometimes that's not possible <laughs> when you have children or roadworks or whatever. Um, some people like music. There are um, ambient sounds you can get. There's loads of YouTube channels for ambient sounds where if you love the sound of a coffee shop but you're stuck in your living room you can put this youtube channel on which will have coffee shop sounds and that can be really soothing for some people and to get them into that mindset again yeah noise cancelling headphones are an absolute godsend mm. yeah <laughs> if if that's your thing <laughs> yes see everyone's yeah. different that's the thing like <laughs> some people like sound some people really don't um, and again, some people like to be alone. Some people like other people to be around in the house or in the room. Um, again, sometimes you don't really get the choice. So you just have to work <laughs> with what you have. Um, you know, you might want to work at a desk. You might want to work on the sofa. You might want to work inside. You might want to work outside. So find the atmosphere that works for you. Um, and don't go onto social media and see that, oh, so-and-so does it like this. And they listen to this music and and they do it you know, on their sofa and, and all this, because you you need to do what you need to do. So find out what works for you. Yeah. Also do things that make you happy, which <laughs> should be a given, right? It should be obvious. <laughs> it should be really obvious. But um, if we're constantly plugging away, plugging away, working, 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 that's no good for your mental health whatsoever. Um, you need to take a break from these things and do what makes you happy. Now, the conflict with this is that writing makes people happy or it's supposed to mm. because we're creatives and we love to do this kind of thing. But I would say switch it up, get, get some other things in there as well. Mm. Recognize the early signs of stress and burnout and listen to them. Um, now this really takes understanding your body and your mind um, to be able to spot these signals and, um, 
an increase in anxiety, uh, not sleeping as well, all that kind of thing. Just recognizing that you're just a bit off kilter, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Really pay attention to that when you get the early signs of them, because if you ignore those, you will roll down that hill and end up in in burnout. And it's not a fun place to be in. No. And I know I've mentioned it before, and I will mention it every week if I have to, um, but Becca Syme has a video series on her YouTube channel about burnout, and she also has a book, um, it's Dear Writer, Are You in Burnout? Um, you know, take advantage of those if you think you could be heading towards it, or even just as a preventative measure to, for future reference. Um, Becca is wonderful, and her advice I have found to be some of the most helpful advice that I've ever had so i'm sure we can add that to the show notes as well um also be careful what you input before writing meaning what you take into your brain before you go ahead and start writing or working some of us are sensitive to distraction and other people's drama so avoid social media and also the news to prevent the mind getting swept up by those and it's so easily done to jump onto Instagram and see someone's stories and there's this whole big drama going on on Instagram that you didn't know about and then that's just playing on your mind the whole time so Mm -hmm. try and avoid that and also step away from social media and or screens in general from time to time to avoid information overload now this happens to me a lot where I just I'm, I'm taking in all of these images and words there's only so much our brains can process before it leads to a form of burnout so make sure to avoid those if you find yourself feeling overwhelmed by that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And obviously that's good for the physical stuff as well. Your eyes need to rest. So um, step away from the screen to rest your eyes and use, uh, if you are writing at night, have a a filter over your screen to reduce the blue light as well. Or the blue light blocking glasses. Mm. Yep. 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 Good advice. Um, so let's talk a bit about recharging your energy and your creativity. This is important because, um, like Julia said at the top, you know, we live in a culture that promotes productivity. And actually, quite often our culture actually demonizes rest. Mm. But rest is super important. We actually need to recharge and especially our creativity. We actually need to recharge that. So go all the time without ever resting. You're actually like not doing favors. So take time to read books just for fun and watch TV and listen to music. These are like really important things because you're taking in inspiration and, you know, recharging that creativity even if it feels like you're just lazing about. Yeah, and Um, try not to analyse everything. I know that's really hard (laughs) for writers. Like, it's hard to read a book without analysing its plot structure and characterisation. But um, but Mm. do try. Try just to... Try. ...fun sometimes. Yeah, just watch trash TV. (laughs) Just watch them guilty pleasures, but we shouldn't feel guilty about them. So I love trash TV. (laughs) (laughs) just watch it um get it get out in nature that helps me a lot um get out and breathe some fresh air lie in some grass roll down a hill be careful of poo 
Um, unless you have hay fever, in which case, not a great <laughs> idea to roll in grass. Just saying. <laughs> that, that's that's very very true. Um, absorb some culture. Absorb some culture. So go to some museums. Go to concerts. Go to the theatre. Go to galleries. Good. <laughs> And get together with other creatives of any ilk. So you, you, if you have friends who are artists, you know, literally go, just go and hang out with other creatives. That always makes me so inspired. And I always walk away from meeting up with other creatives, just like full of ideas, usually crazy ideas, dangerous ideas sometimes, <laughs> but <laughs> ideas nonetheless. Um, do something creative that isn't writing as well. Um, so, you know, if you like to sing, do singing. If you like to do colouring books, do that. If you like to do art, do that. You know, play a musical instrument. Just do, do something creative that isn't actually writing because it gives you a break from writing, but you're still keeping your creativity up and going and take time to learn and improve your career go to workshops go to conventions go to walks and yeah go and hang out with those creative people so it's important to balance the running of your business with self-care I know that for many of us it's um it's difficult to um you know, turn your hobby into a business. Um, so it's it's a good idea to take steps to make sure that you're protecting yourself. Um, so um, the advice that is often given to new parents, somewhat naively, um, but it applies quite nicely here to uh, sleep when the baby sleeps. So uh, <laughs> what if your baby doesn't sleep? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. I yeah 45 minute bursts was all I got for like the first five years so um yeah when the business is in a quiet moment like uh, if your book is with your editor or the formatter or your arc readers um allow yourself to take a break too or even build in gaps between books so after you've had a launch maybe take a little time off you know building these gaps that fit into your business to do all of the things that Angeline just mentioned above um so yeah just I, it's so important to factor those gaps in and and give yourself fallow periods mm -hmm. yeah so also try to align your business practices with your values and personality so for example, don't use aggressive marketing tactics if they make you feel uncomfortable. Um, we've talked before about things you shouldn't do, like cold DMing people and things like that. <laughs> yeah, um, should anyone be aggressively marketing? I don't think they should. Well, no, no, I personally don't think anyone should do that. But for some people, it comes really naturally and works for them. So mm. in that case, you know, maybe. But if it makes you uncomfortable and you don't really want to do it and you, the whole idea of marketing makes you feel because you think that aggressive marketing is the only form of marketing that's mm. not the case um we will check which episode it was that we talked about it and share a link to that in the show notes um 
yeah there there are other ways of spreading the word about your books so you don't have to do all that um but yeah in, just in other ways like you know like in our question of the week so many people mentioned having control and freedom mm. and if they are your core values they certainly are for me then align your business practices with that you know if you value freedom be indie if you value equality and inclusivity be wide you know like the think about what matters to you and set up your business to mesh with that because I can tell you there is almost nothing worse in in work and business than having to do something that doesn't feel right um it can really take all of the joy out of what you're doing so um make sure you're aware of all your options and pick the ones that work best for you so this one's a big one for me um reassess your goals regularly um (laughs) it is not uncommon that when someone turns a hobby or a passion into a business it sucks the joy out of it so check in regularly that you're still working towards the things you really want and I mean I I have a system built into my goal setting where I I check in with myself every month every quarter and at the moment I'm only allowed to plan a quarter ahead my coach is quite strict so I, I don't want to <laughs> which is really hard for me because my number one strength is futuristic I normally have my eyes like five years ahead and I'm not allowed to do that at the moment which is um, hard but um, yeah just always be making sure that your goals align with what you want and you know sometimes we we think we want something we set a goal that seems like it's a good idea but it's working towards it is not bringing us pleasure so it's okay to stop and reassess and go actually I don't want that anymore I want something else it is okay to change your mind absolutely okay (laughs) are you telling yourself that Holly or yes absolutely (laughs) like you know and you know um no what was I gonna say it's popped out of my head oh Julia (laughs) sorry (laughs) Someone had to speak, didn't they? Um, yeah. So, but yeah, just um, you are you are allowed to to have a change of heart, or if you—that's what it was. If you learn something new mm-hmm. that you can, you know, bring into your to the way you're working, then that's a good thing. So yes, and we're all we're always still learning. You will never know everything. No, exactly. I promise. Yep. <laughs> Oh, speaking of like the uh, filters on your on your computer, mine just turned on. Just realised what time it is, so my screen's gone orange. So everything looks a bit weird now. Um, okay, so but it's good you for your should, eyes, so it's all good. Yeah, you should love what you do. If you don't, look at why and change accordingly. And this is a big thing that I'm going through at the moment. This whole year so far has been me trying to shift because I was not happy and so I'm you know having to very slowly figure out what needs to change and how and it is a process so um you know be kind to yourself and uh, allow yourself to have that process if you need to and don't be afraid to do things differently if all of the advice that we give or that some other person gives doesn't fit for you then fine 
ignore it do things your way at the end of the day we all have to do what's right for us as individual people which is the most individualization thing I've said today (laughs) (laughs) I totally agree though on social media people kind of divvy out advice constantly saying you should do it like this you should do it like this it's like just ignore it all um but for newbies who come into the community the writers community it can really throw you because I remember being new um and obviously I'd I'd mostly written my book already when I joined and I'd just kind of done it and then I went on and there's all this advice of you should you should do it like this you should do it like that and I'm like I haven't done it like that at all (laughs) have I done it wrong and it makes you second guess yourself and doubt your process and I think that's a real shame so I think people yeah doubt themselves it take it took me a long time a lot of years and a lot of experience to be able to say actually this is what works for me even though I break a lot of sort of like what's founded about is like the golden rules of writing and I break so many of them (laughs) but that's what works for me but it's taken me years and years and years to get the confidence to be able to do that Mm. yeah and to be able to tell people that you do because I think a lot of people will sort of quietly be like you know breaking the rules and be afraid to say anything it's like oh I don't mm. want people to like judge me for doing it wrong or doing it differently you know it, it takes quite a lot of experience to have the confidence to say hey this is how I do it and I don't care what you think yep so true so being an indie author is great because you are your own boss isn't that awesome now try yeah. and think of the best boss you could ever possibly have like in a job you've worked in before or one you work in now what you know attributes would an amazing boss have and you need to claim those attributes for yourself because you are the boss so number one give yourself time off mm-hmm. no one wants to be working 24 7 even if it's a job you love because you know, you're supposed to love writing, as we've mentioned several times already. Um, (laughs) But you need to take time off because you need to refill your creative well, you need to rest physically and mentally, give yourself time off. I'm going to say it once more, give yourself time off for the love of God. (laughs) Build extra time into your deadlines. Angeline knows all about this. (laughs) (laughs) Give yourself buffers, you know, if if you know that it's going to be a difficult time of the year because the kids are off school or, you know, it's around Christmas. So goodness knows what's going to happen, you know, build extra time into your deadlines um, just so that if life throws something at you, it's not a massive disaster for your business plan, for your publishing plan. Also be flexible. So try not to think this is the way I've got to do it this is the way it's got to be done this is when it's got to be done this 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 you know planning and looking ahead is is really helpful and really important but to be flexible is also a really good attribute to have yep and finally forgive yourself and recognize that you're only human and you are still learning as we all are um so if things do go wrong and your plan doesn't fall perfectly into place it's okay you're fine just need to get over that hurdle and keep on running Mm -hmm. I'm an awesome boss I love my boss who is me (laughs) yeah although yeah maybe just don't give yourself crazy deadlines next time 
I I do allow myself like two hour lunch breaks every day though. That's good and lots of coffee breaks. <laughs> so many coffee breaks. Yeah. But we as we said, do what makes you happy. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Yeah. If that keeps you going, that's great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I just want to throw something in there. Um I was thinking about what you were just speaking then, Julia, that you know, we've said about writing should be fun. And um, I feel like there are sort of two different spheres in the community. You've got the people who say writing should be fun, and then you've but you've also got this other messaging that writing should be hard. And mm. I and and neither is entirely true. Like writing is always gonna be a bit of both. And um if you're like seeing all these these messages like people will sometimes share like quotes and you know memes and stuff that go on about how hard writing is or how lonely writing is um question the premise uh, because if it's that bad what why would anyone do it um and likewise Ooh. it's be realistic it's not going to be a barrel of laughs all the time there are going to be hard periods as well um there will be times where you just you aren't I didn't, you can't, you're blocked, you can't write at the mo- at that time or that, you know, what you're writing is really hard or if you have to write a really sad scene, that can be really draining emotionally. So it's not always going to be like fun or enjoyable in air quotes, um, but it, it shouldn't really ever be that kind of backbreaking, agonizing torture that we're sometimes led to believe is essential. It, it really isn't and it shouldn't be like that and if you are finding it that bad you need to listen to this again this episode and figure out why it's so bad because it shouldn't be yeah I, I tend to think of writing in the same way as I think about parenting um it's got to be worth it mm. at the end of the day and you you really need to check that the benefits are outweighing the negatives mm-hmm. um everyone knows I've been having a hard time with my last two books but I've written other books in between that were really mm-hmm. fun and were actually fun to write the whole thing mm-hmm. um and yeah overall being an indie author the benefits are definitely outweighing the negatives even when I have books that nearly do me in <laughs> <laughs> There can be a lot of um, negative self-talk, actually. Um, Like Holly said, you know, people say, oh, it should be hard. It's it's lonely. It's this, it's that. And um, I saw something on social media today, actually, which which was talking about um, expecting your first draft to be really crap, Mm. to be rubbish, to be trash that needs polishing. Um, And yes, it will need polishing. It will need editing, but it doesn't mean it has to be trash. Doesn't mean it has to be crap. Mm. you know it it could just it could be pretty good actually you could be pretty proud of it actually um and I think there's a lot of negativity and a lot of negative words we say over ourselves that we really need to avoid and that's another way to be a nice boss to yourself speak nicely yeah to yourself and over yourself and over the process absolutely I saw a really good YouTube video which I'll I'll try and find so that we can share a link to it was talking about this you know first drafts don't have to be shit thing and that actually maybe you could think of your first draft as gold and you know that it's it may be a big lump a big messy lump that's no good to anyone Mm. but it can be molded it can be shaped it can be made beautiful 
And that is a far more positive way to look at your first draft than saying it's shit. Because you can't ever make shit anything other than shit. <laughs> Sorry for all the swearing, guys. Um, <laughs> but yeah, you know. So it should be it to. should be called the raw draft. You yeah. Know? It's just raw. It's just come out. This this is how it is. And then you just need to polish it like a diamond. Yeah, exactly. All right. So to wrap up, as overwhelming as all of the points we've just discussed may seem, all you really need to do is ask yourself, what do I need right now? Everyone's answer will be different and it will change from day to day or season to season. But always make sure you're not leaving your basic and deeper needs unmet because of living, responding to the demands of everything and everyone else. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well said. Right, let's have some fun with a would you rather question, mm-hmm. which is is holiday themed, but I've been thinking um, adrenaline holidays because it's mm-hmm. a would you rather. So... Would you rather swim with sharks or do a bungee jump? I already have a question. Is is there a cage, like a shark cage? Yeah, yeah, it would be Okay. Like... I mean, I just want to know the safety parameters. <laughs> this is important. It, it's very important. Mm. I would hate both, but I would... Oh, man. <laughs> if you could see like the process going on in my head of like yeah but you could drown yeah but you could break your neck yeah but you hate heights yeah but drowning so <laughs> I think I need more of the positive self-talk and less of the negative self-talk yeah. I'm working on it um Holly can answer first yeah um can I just check is there like a specific like breed of shark involved here it's just general just any kind of shark just any kind of shark scariest shark you've ever seen yeah no i'm gonna (laughs) take the sharks i have already um not swim swims a stretch because it was shallow water but i have been in water with sharks um yeah little like reef sharks that i I would do that again very happily and i i would quite enjoy going like you know getting a scuba tank on and everything and going and swimming with sharks i think that would be pretty freaking awesome so yeah i do that but you don't fancy the bungee jump no no i don't (laughs) (laughs) so my answer is going to be based on the last time i went on one of those rides where there's like um seats all around a pole and it takes you all the way to the Mm -hmm. top of the pole yeah and it leaves you there for a minute and then it drops you Mm -hmm. oh my god i thought i was dying um, I'd rather swim with sharks than throw <laughs> myself off a bridge. I just, I don't think I could do it. I think someone would have to push me. Mm. I, I'm also choosing the sharks because this is actually something I would love to do. I don't like water and I'm terrified of boats, <laughs> but I would well, really like to swim with sharks, go down in the shark cage, but no, there is no way I would ever, ever be able to jump off the bungee platform they'd have to push me and you're not allowed to do that <laughs> and apparently sharks aren't as dangerous as they've no, been made out to be at all. at all no they're very very gentle creatures mm-hmm. as long as there's not blood in the water so yes <laughs> you know don't cut yourself before you jump in you'll be fine yeah 
<laughs> still don't think I'd do it I don't think I'd do it either <laughs> I'm not an adrenaline junkie I'm really not not anymore no. No. I, I'm not particularly although I like to take some kinds of risk I, I I do need that in my life a little bit but not not extreme just like, just a little bit <laughs> like singing at a gig yeah bile in my throat every time I think about it um yeah but like I really enjoy doing like go ape I love doing that mm. I love doing zip lines um bungee just is a, a different level yeah <laughs> yeah no a certain kind of person for that <laughs> like just throwing yourself out of a plane I couldn't I just can't I no, can't I imagine that mindset that thinks this is a great idea you know I just I can't. <laughs> no. Mm. Right then. Uh, just a reminder of our question of the week. What self-care activity have you most recently discovered and how has it helped you? And remember that if you want to hear all the backstage stuff and get all of the other benefits, you can join us over at patreon.com forward slash unstoppable authors. And don't forget to share the podcast online and tag us on social media. We're on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Just search for Unstoppable Authors. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Unstoppable Authors podcast. We'll be back next week with more of our tenacity and worldly wisdom. Don't forget to visit our website to get the show notes and heaps of helpful blog articles at unstoppableauthors.com. And join our guild of unstoppable authors and you will not only hear from us every week, but you will also get a free digital copy of my book, 30 Days of World Building. If you enjoyed the episode, please remember to subscribe and leave a review. I'm ready. I'm ready. Contestants, ready. <laughs> Gladiators, ready.